Hi, I'm Jeremy Wagner, proud to be the general manager of the new Nissan Lloydminster. The new Lloydminster Nissan will soon be moving into a new location, with construction on our new building underway right now. While our location is changing, you can still expect the same great service and professionalism from the new Lloydminster Nissan. We're proud to support the community through a one-of-a-kind live broadcast with Kurt Price that focuses on events, people, and issues that concern our community and area. We're proud to work with other businesses to promote local agriculture, our heavy oil industry, and entrepreneurs. We give back to the community through sponsorships like the Lloyd X Grill, the Nissan Hall, as well as the CPCA Finals and the North American Chuck Wagon Championship. Our employees are encouraged and excited to volunteer in the community. And of course, we're here with our fantastic lineup of new Nissan vehicles and our extensive new to you lineup, which is just as impressive. We're proud to be the new Lloydminster Nissan, and we look forward to seeing you here today and at our new location very soon. At the new Nissan Lloydminster, where we won't sell you a car, we'll help you buy one. This is Lloydminster's show. This is local that matters to you. Local people. Local events. Local news and sports. For Lloydminster and area, this is live with Kurt Price from the new Lloydminster Nissan. Welcome inside the new Lloydminster Nissan, where there is a lot going on today. Uh, here at the new Lloydminster Nissan, we have new vehicles arriving all the time. And of course, we have a great selection of pre-owned vehicles as well. And when I say new vehicles are arriving all the time, uh, yesterday, I had to go pick up a uh, Kicks. A 2023 Kicks arrived, and I went and picked it up. Now, I'm six foot two and 200 pounds, and I had no problem fitting behind the wheel. Now, I have driven in a Kicks before, but I've always been in the past. Seat. That was my first time driving a Kicks, and I got to tell you, I absolutely loved it. So we have a brand new, beautiful black, fully loaded up Kicks here. Huge screen on it. Just arrived. Come take a look here at the new Lloydminster Nissan. And here at the new Lloydminster Nissan, we have another great meal to deliver tomorrow. We're going to be heading out to the Streamstown area to see Ken and Colleen Layton, and we're delivering another meal in the field, just like we did last week when we were in the Hillmond area with Trevor and Tara Shirtliff. So uh, welcome and congratulations to uh, Trevor for winning a meal in the field, which because of the rain today ends up being a meal at Ray Faltemeyer's. <laughs> but that looks like it's been a good thing for a lot of people early here. So what we're gonna do is uh, we're gonna feed you a fantastic roast beef meal. We've got roast beef courtesy of Diamond 7 Meats. Kevin at Sobe supplies the buns, the salads, the cold drinks, and he's got some awesome cheesecake dessert for us as well. Tent guys have done an awesome job setting up tables and chairs for us. Every year we've done this, so we've got the tables and chairs here. Uh, we've got uh, Vike Allegro. Corey's back again for a second one in a row. That's a record. Great to see you. Great to see you, Corey. And uh, because we have Vical Agro on board, we're also giving away uh, two quarters of beef at the end of September. So anybody farm, anybody that nominates a farm, they get entered to win a quarter of beef. And we also have on board with us Gary Malka Foundation. He left behind some money specifically for meals in the fields because he thought what the farmers did, particularly in this area, was amazing. And he thought the idea of feeding the people who feed the world was exactly what this world needed more of. So from all of our sponsors, we hope you have a fantastic year. We hope it clears up. And uh, we hope that you enjoy a fantastic meal. And uh, thanks for having us.
Welcome back. Uh, is there rain in the forecast today like there was last Thursday? Well, Garth George tells us why you may not know in this edition of Thoughts from the Tractor Seat, brought to you by Agra Energy. Thoughts from the Tractor Seat with the Flying Farmer, Garth George, is brought to you by Agra Energy. Agra Energy, striving every day to help and improve landowners with their oil and gas surface lease management. Call 1-855-871-0306 or find them on Facebook. Folks, good morning. Welcome to another edition of Thoughts from the Tractor Seat. It's your host here, uh, the Flying Farmer. It's a great day this morning. We're just out here getting everything uh, greased and lubed up and fueled up and ready for another great day. The wind, as you can see, the flag in the back is picked up already. Hopefully it should dry out real nice today and we can get some acres covered. Uh, but just up here today, just doing a little work, I got thinking about the Olympics. And I got thinking about Olympic swimmers. Now I'm not going down that road about the swimmers that are in the wrong events category, if you know what I mean. I'm not going to get political on that, but the actual legit thought was the swim cap. Why do these guys wear swim, ca swim caps? And, you know, in aviation, I know about thrust and drag and lift and understand. I understand all that, but why do they wear the caps? I get it, their hair, and it keeps everything more sleek and everything, but why not just shave their head? And then you're going to have less weight, which is actually going to make you increase your swimming anyway. If we're down to the drag that hair produces, and you need a swim cap, just save the damn thing and lose the weight. You're getting double, double the benefit. That's my thought today. I just don't understand it. Anyway, hope you have a great day. I know we are. And if you get a minute, slap Justin Trudeau for me. You take care. Thanks again to our partners at Agra Energy, Agra Energy Partners uh, for thoughts from the tractor seat with the flying farmer, Garth George, where you are faced with a, a cleanup, whether it be uh, wind damage, fire damage, water damage, flood damage, whatever you're looking or needing help with, BioClean Disaster Services is a local company that can help you out. They'll move quickly and help you get your life back to where it was before the disaster. And their focus is on taking care of you and taking care of your property, but mainly and taking Taking care of your family. Call BioClean Disaster Services 1 833 246 8326. Boston Pizza Lloydminster is holding a special day for Jared Russell in Lloydminster, who each August for the past eight years takes part in the Great Cycle Challenge to help kids fight cancer. Once again this year, Jared biked over 1,100 kilometers and raised over $28,000, bringing his eight year total at close to $233,000. So this Thursday, Boston Pizza Lloydminster, where Jared worked for 11 years, they're going to raise funds for Jared's Great Cycle Challenge by having you order a pizza. That's all you have to do. Order a pizza, go in for pizza, take out pizza, doesn't matter. One dollar will be donated. For a two dollar donation, you can buy a paper tire and write a message in support of Jared and they will also have butter tarts there for sale. And for Alamode, you can make it three dollars rather than two dollars. The Rustlers women's hockey team will be there helping out as well. There's balloon twisting for the kids and Jared himself will be there from 12 to 1 and Again, from four to seven, uh, Jared was just four years old and he was diagnosed with cancer and has raised a ton of money for the Great Cycle Challenge in helping kids fight cancer. September's Big Brothers Big Sisters Month and Monday, Big Brothers and Big Sisters holding their big barbecue. Stop by in person or pre-order today for pickup. That goes 1130 to 130 at number three, 4301 49th Avenue and cost is by donation. You can call the Big Brothers Big Sisters office uh, for pre-orders at 
306-825-5757. Lloyd Mr. Lions are once again hosting a medieval feast, but Brent and Kathy Smithson with the Lloyd Mr. Lions told us that this year they have a brand new location. Location to the Kitscotty Hall. It's on September 23 of this year, and it starts at 5.30. And we kept our prices where they were four, in years ago. four years ago. So it's $50, you get a four course meal, and we've introduced, or we're introducing uh, medieval games. So they're all very child safe. So you don't have to worry about somebody getting hurt because we've got archery, we have what we call ring toss, and we have uh, axe throwing, and we're going to have jousting with the lance and the guy on the horse. The horses aren't horses, of course, but they're stick horses. And that's about as much as we'll talk about it because we want it to be kind of a surprise to everybody when they come. They're hoping you'll dress in costume. They will hope you take part in some of their fun games. And they have arranged rides home as well. Call Kathy at 306-821-2362. You want tickets to the medieval feast fuel good day is coming up quickly the loymerston district co-ops fuel good day is tuesday september the 19th at each of their gas bars five cents per liter of fuel pump that day will go towards lpsd and lcsd school breakfast programs plus they have a few other things going on that day as well including some barbecues we'll be live there on the uh, 19th at their 18th Street Co-op Crossing location, and we'll be live at 10 a.m. setting up the day, which is uh, always a huge fundraiser for both uh, school divisions. Uh, this Saturday, the City of Lloydminster hosting Fall Fest. That's presented by the Lloydminster District Co-op as well. Uh, you can stop in at Bud Miller Park from noon to 5, and there'll be plenty of activities for families to take part in, including a hay maze, there's bounce castles, there's a petting zoo, horse wagon rides, entertainment, great food, and a whole lot more. Your Lloyd Mr. Legion branch number 39 is holding an open house on Saturday, September 23rd with a performance by Jordan Pollard. That's Legion Week across Canada. There's also a police dog presentation. Fun stuff for the kids. Festivities start at 1 p.m. The Legion will join us on Thursday next week to tell us all about their open house. With last week's Chase the Ace winner at the Lloyd X giving away over $70,000. The Chase the Ace has been started again and seated at $25,000. Tickets are at the same price. They're just $10 each, three for 25, eight for 50, or 2,400. All subscriptions are canceled, so you want to start those up again. Go to LloydX.com and you can get all the details there. The One Million March for Children is being held in numerous communities across the country one week from today. Over 250 locations across Canada. That's September 20th in Lloydminster, the walk is being organized by two groups Tara Anderson and Sean Newman with For the Kids Sake group as well as Miranda Courts from Family Faith Freedom were in yesterday to tell us about the group and why they're presenting this and what is happening locally. We're encouraging um, kids to parents to pull their kids out of school um, and uh, it's a school walkout essentially. Bring your kids and um, we're planning to meet around the City Hall area. We're just ironing out all those details, but City Hall area around 10 o'clock in the morning. By 10.30, we will have a very short program. We wanna be super respectful of the fact that, you know, people are leaving work to come to this. And, and so a short program, and then by 11 o'clock on the nose, we will be leading a march um, down Highway 16 and back the other side. And then afterwards, we just wanna have a time of fellowship. So. 
there's going to be some music played, um, some lunch, as long as we have food. <laughs> we have food donated, thank you, uh, for everyone who has donated. Um, but uh, we're going to do a little bit of food and um, some kids' games and whatnot, but just a time to, to get together. The Lloydminster Regional Theatre Foundation is hosting a hats off NHL hockey pool auction at Three Trees Tap and Kitchen on Thursday, September 21st. I'll be your host, and as always, I look forward to talking hockey. Russ Copeland is your auctioneer. Uh, they'll sell all 32 teams with cash prizes for the Stanley Cup champion, the Stanley Cup runner-up, and the last team as well in the overall standings. The evening starts at 6 o'clock. It includes a meal for $30, and you get three meal choices, and you can visit victjubatheater.ca for all the details. Check out tomorrow's show. going to come in and tell us how the prize breaks down for the all the money is given away and that kind of stuff. Brad Riella is here. He is the new head coach of the Lloydminster Bobcats. We'll get his pick for a Stanley Cup champion this year, but we're going to find out all about Brad when we come back here at the new Lloydminster Nissan. It's more than just taxes at LNA CPA. Assurance, accounting, retirement planning, estate planning, business consulting, financial consulting, farm program support and bookkeeping but yes there is always taxes the team at lna cpa is committed to helping you achieve your best results and will be there to assist you every step of the way lna cpa with offices in provost vermilion and lloyd minster at jason Arden and associates cooperators we're proud to be a top rated local insurance company that offers flexible solutions and expert advice for all your insurance and investment needs We'll work with you to tailor your insurance specific to your needs, and we offer investment advice that always puts you first. At Cooperators, one of our core values is to support the communities we live in. When you support Jason Arden and Associates Cooperators, you are supporting local nonprofits and initiatives. Since 2020, we have donated 60,000 to local nonprofits, youth sponsorships, and various special projects. When was the last time your insurance company did that? How can you help support the oil and gas industry and jobs in Western Canada? The answer is closer than you think. Sell your scrap metals to PWM Steel. PWM sells scrap iron to Evraz, located in Regina. Evraz's number one customer is the energy sector, building pipes and plates for the oil and gas industry. PWM Steel is your locally owned metal recycler and steel service center in the area. Plus, they're a strong supporter of the community. PWM Steel, your top steel supplier for Alberta and Saskatchewan for 40 years. At Diamond 7 Meats, we work with local farm families to provide a high-quality product and a great selection for you. Try our mouth-watering smokies, pulled pork, roast beef, and more. Made pure and natural with no additives or fillers. We offer custom processing, and our experienced team works for you to provide a selection of sausage, burgers, and jerkies made to your specifications. Take your grilling to the next level with a Yoder Smoker. Complete the grilling experience with a Canadian-made, award-winning line of House of Q barbecue sauces. We're locally owned and operated, and we look forward to seeing you today. Welcome back inside the new Lloydminster Nissan. Brad Riella is the new head coach of your Lloydminster Bobcats. We'll meet him in just a moment. First, a uh, shout out to our partners at Superior Water. Proud to provide you with the purest drinking water possible. And I drink it because I like the taste. And I believe it is superior to anyone else's water. I think it's the best water in Lloydminster. And at just $3 a jug, you get a consistent taste. And don't forget... They have that great ice that goes perfect in the Crown Royal at just $2 a bag. Two locations in Lloydminster. Visit them beside Sheepskin Loft on 57th Avenue, and or you can visit their coin-operated location beside 7-Eleven just off Highway 17 South. At Superior Water, water is what they do, 
and they do it well. Brad Royella, head coach of the Lloyd Bobcats. Great. To, we met in uh, August. The Bobcats had a meet the coaches uh, day, and I was excited to go out and uh, and meet Brad. And he had his uh, lovely wife there, and uh, Jeff Wojtka was there as well. We should get Jeff in too on one of these shows and and meet Jeff as well but the new head coach is Brad Royale I thought it'd be great to get to know him how are you settling in Lloyd how's it going really well yeah no I've I've really enjoyed my time here so far and uh yeah it's been great all around uh right from jumping into the hockey school there was a good two weeks and then into the preseason and uh, we're excited to get going Friday night here at home yep they got uh, Friday night Calgary Canucks and Saturday night drum heller Right. is in town and uh, the evening of champions I gotta salute the Bobcats for bringing Gibby in like I thought that was kind of a bold move to bring a baseball guy into a hockey community yep. and uh, and a hockey event an event that's uh, for hockey um, I, what, what, what did that night kind of tell you about Lloyd Minster well I think it was unbelievable like it was just to see all the support from the community was really cool um, you know obviously uh you know, I'm a, I'm a I'm a huge Jays fan, so so I've uh, I was pretty excited when I saw that Gibby was coming, and um, you know it was it was pretty cool to listen to him, and I had the opportunity to chat with a little bit a little bit with him too, and um, and yeah, just the support from the community and the 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 amount of people that were there, and um, you know it was a it was a really cool event, and I didn't know what to expect going in, and um, obviously there was a lot of hard work put into that behind the scenes from from a number of people that deserve all the credit but it was uh, it was an amazing night and, and a really good way to kick things off i'm curious like did gibby address the team and, yeah he, and what did you guys learn from from gibby from one of the one of the best managers jays have ever had yeah he was great i mean he was he was kind of uh going around talking to all our guys right away um and he just i think that's the type of personality he is he just made himself at home and was chatting and asking questions and um, you know, when I was talking to him, I was, uh, you know, pretty excited to ask some Jays questions, but he just, he wanted to know all about our team and how things are going and, you know, just giving feedback on different things. And, um, you know, it was cool to have that coach to coach conversation, but he was definitely great with the players and he had them all laughing and, um, no, really, really nice man. And it was great to meet him. He really did fit into that crowd. Like, yeah, 100%. like if you don't know who he is, you wouldn't have known that he was for sure the big personality that was that totally. was on site. So, Brad, where did you where did you grow up? I grew up in Aldergrove, British Columbia, so about uh, about forty five fifty minutes east of Vancouver. So it was a good uh, good spot there. Grew up playing my minor hockey there, and uh, yeah, and and um, you know right into right into coaching. So a big Vancouver Canucks fan then? Yeah, I am a Canucks fan. Yeah, I uh, am definitely. You know we've been through a lot as a as a fan base but you know i think things are moving in the right direction and exciting to see quinn hughes get named captain and no it's a it's a good time to be a canucks fan i think i think they're going to be moving in the right direction soon so you grow up you open alder grove yeah um you play minor hockey in alder grove yeah where do you play club hockey where where's 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 your career take you? Yeah, so I went, uh, obviously played spring hockey every year and and, uh, and did that growing up. And then when I was pretty young, I went and played junior B. Uh, I was property of the the Prince George Cougars at the time in the Western League. And they they had placed me with a junior B program and it kind of started there and um, had a great season and learned a lot of things and um, spent a bit of time in the BCHL after that. But, you know, I, I kind of figured out... Uh, sooner than later just with with injuries and and uh different things that 
you know, coaching was something that I wanted to explore. And I started that very young and, and uh, here yeah, we what, are What today. age were you when you decided? I was probably when I first really started getting into it, probably about 18 years old. You got, you got any fun stories from the Jungle Bee? I guess well, Alberta was called the Jungle Bee. I think but. my first, the first fight I ever had in junior hockey was, I want to say it was in a line brawl. I got pulled out of a, a pile. Like it was, it was pretty rough and tumble back then. Um, you know, there was, you look at, you know, the Abbotsford Pilots, like they played Friday nights at a, at a rink where, you know, my family and I actually live in Abbotsford and my, my kids play out of that rink now, but um you know it was you go in there on a friday night and and if you're not terrified you're full of crap like it was it was a tough environment to go into and it was it was a lot tougher back then uh, but the skill wasn't the same either so it's you know it's a bit of give and take there yeah um so how old were you when you took your first coaching job where uh, was that well i started working with uh, a good friend of mine tim preston he runs a company called impact hockey development so i started doing uh just some different things with him in the summer and helping out. That was kind of where I got my start. Um, and then, you know, I coached minor hockey for a few years and got involved with BC Hockey and the BC Cups and things like that. And then uh, I was about 22 years old when I got my first job coaching in Junior A uh, with the Prince George Spruce Kings and the BC Hockey League. So uh, Mike Haas gave me an opportunity there and um, moved to Prince George. And that was the start of my full-time coaching career. So first real coaching job, Prince George. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. How, how long were you there? I was there for one season, and then I uh, took the head coach and assistant GM job of the Aldergrove Kodiaks, so my hometown junior B team. So I was there for two seasons, and it all uh, it all happened really fast. And and like at 22 years old, I was, you know, I think you think you know everything about coaching, but I didn't know a thing. And I I was grinding through it, and you know, trying to figure things out. The head coach there, Dave Dupas, was. Uh, you know, we we uh, we have a good relationship, and he was he was that old school guy that kind of showed me the way and showed me, hey, this is what coaching is at this level. This is the time that's required, and it was good to learn those lessons early. And assistant GM, like that's yeah. a lot of responsibility to you. Yeah, in Aldergrove, it was good. So I I uh, the owner there was was fantastic, Rick Harkins, and he gave me an opportunity at you know 23 years old to take over that team, which nobody else would have at that time. Uh, he believed in me and gave me an opportunity and. I got to be heavily involved in, you know, the recruiting side and those sort of things. And uh, in the first year, we were fortunate to we won the league championship. So it was it was uh, a pretty cool experience. Great group of people that we had on our team and a really good leadership group. And uh, yeah, it was kind of, you know, that was just and it's been just full bore since then. Where'd you go from there? Uh, so from there, I went I spent two years there and then I went to the Yale Hockey Academy which is, uh, again, it, it's in Abbotsford, so real close to home. And my oldest boy is playing there now uh, on their U17 team for Mark Hollick. And so I spent three years there as the head coach of the Bantam Prep program. Um, and it was it was an awesome experience. Really good league in the Canadian Sports School Hockey League. Um, yeah, and it was, it was a, another just a good stepping stone. And all those spots really help you, just the experiences, good and bad, to, to get where you want to be. And, and, I mean, I think if you talk to any – any coach you're learning every day and you're always trying to pick up new things and along the way so when you were when you were playing um did you did you imagine yourself like before you get injured did, did you ever imagine yourself being a coach like yeah. like you're thinking that's something i'd like to do someday yeah i don't want to you know i think too like i had i had some injuries i had some concussions and things like that but at the end of the day like looking back I, you always hear people say oh the this coach didn't like me or this and that i, I just wasn't good enough uh that was <laughs> that was it for me um 
you know, I love yeah, the game. Too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I love the game. Like, I loved it. I, I lived it, breathed it. I'm, uh, I'm definitely a hockey nerd. Um, so, yeah, at a young age, like, I, I, was, I was watching a lot of hockey. I was just paying attention to how the game was changing. And, um, you know, I always, I always like to have conversations with my coaches just about what they're doing and what they're seeing and yeah. try to see it that way. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's something that I, I, I can't say I was surprised, but maybe I was surprised by how much I loved it right away. Like, I knew right away I want to do this. Um, and then once I really dove into it and started doing it as a career, it just it be, that love got even bigger. So after the uh, hockey academy, then you comes Lloyd. Uh, no, so after oh. the uh, so after Yale, then I went to uh, the Chilliwack Chiefs. So uh, right before the twenty eighteen. Oh yes, because I've seen pictures of you with the yeah with the Chilliwack Chiefs logo on. Yeah, that's right. For sure. So I had a great five five and a half years there. Oh, Might have been six actually, and it was just. It was unbelievable. Like it's a it's a great organization. I made a lot of uh, great relationships there, and there's some people that I I still talk to daily, and just a lot of good friends made, and a lot of good players and families that we were fortunate to work with. So, and we had uh, you know a good amount of success there too. But it was just it was a great experience. I was the uh, associate coach and assistant GM there, um, and it was you know it was a it was a good opportunity to again continue learning and growing, but be a part of something and uh you know that all those experiences just added up and you know helped me get to to where i am today and that next is lloyd and next is lloyd yeah. and next is lloyd okay yeah. what like did you know nigel ahead of time like no no i didn't know nigel at all actually um i knew that i knew that who he was um that he was running the the bobcats organization but i i didn't know him personally and um it all just kind of came together quick i i had talked with my my wife quite a bit and you know, we had we had discussed, hey, you know, we should pursue a, an opportunity and look to take that next step. And so I was, you know, I'm not going to say I was, um, you know, I wasn't. It, it's very important as a coach, you can't just jump at the first opportunity that comes. It's a dangerous game that you're playing if you do that, because um, you don't know what's, you know, you, you want to ask questions and know what what type of situation you're walking into. And um, you know, so when I when we went through that and I saw the Bobcats job posting come up I, I uh, sent a resume in right away and somebody that I have a really good relationship with uh, knew Nigel very well they were old teammates so that kind of pieced that together and and uh, you know Nigel and I had a conversation uh, via zoom and and we just uh, we hit it off right away and I was just really happy to hear all of his key points and what his main focuses were for the organization and and those those aligned um, so that was kind of what what kicked it all off I think one of the things that Nigel has brought, um, always brought a few things into Lloydminster, but a really a sense of community. Yep. You know, the the boys are out in the community. You see them often. Is For that sure. one of the is that one of the things that that he brought up that you said that's exactly what I want to? One hundred percent. That was probably the most the thing we talked about the most. Uh, he came out and visited me later on in the interview process and. You know, we had lunch and we probably sat there for four hours and we talked a lot about community and how important that aspect is to us. And, and you know, we're, we're here to, you know, to, to build good people, not just good hockey players. And I, and I think every team and every organization and every league has always said that. But, you know, we're taking steps to make sure that we're following through on that. And, and just those different things was something that was really intriguing to me. And, and I knew right away, hey, I want to be a part of this. How about Lloyd Minster? What did you know about Lloyd before? Like, had you played hockey here before? I knew absolutely nothing, and I actually kept it that way until I got here. When I when I was able to meet you, I, I wanted it to kind of 
just be fresh and exciting. And I knew it was a border city. That's the only thing I knew. And I've been uh, been really happy with what I've seen so far. It's a it's a great spot. I mean, it's it's it, I love it here. Like it's uh, it's been awesome to and and so many nice areas and nice parks. I know my little guy will be fired up about the outdoor rinks and there's just a lot of cool things here and a lot of uh, a lot of different history and decided to be a part of. It. Uh, and a new arena coming too. Yeah. So that sure. that really helps as well. Yeah. Um, you hadn't played here, eh? Never. No, I I played in the in the BC Hockey League a little bit, and that was that was it. Never played out in Alberta. And obviously, as a kid, you you come in and you do your tournaments in Edmonton and Calgary and those sort of things. But never been to never been to Lloydminster. So off the ice, you like a, a team that's involved in the community. Yep. What kind of team do you like on the ice? You like yep. a tough team? You like a, a offensive team, defensive team? Yep. Where, where do you where do you go? What what's your strategy, sort of thing? For sure. I mean, I think big thing for us is just we want to be a team that the community's proud of, and I, I'm a firm believer that, you know. Uh, Hey, I, I've got a family of four myself. If you go to a junior hockey game, that's at least like a, that's a good amount of money that you're investing in this program. So the biggest thing for me is we're going to be a team that people get their money's worth when they come watch us play. So obviously at the beginning of the preseason, we took our lumps a little bit and had to figure some things out. And But now we're, we're down to our roster and we've made some adjustments and had two great wins in, in Fort McMurray there on a tough trip. And you know, so, you know, long story short, it's we're a hard-working, competitive bunch that we play buzzer to buzzer, and we get better every day. And uh, toughness, physicality goes along with that, but in the same respect, you got to have a lot of skill, and you got to be able to put the puck in the net too. So we're, we're working on covering all those areas every day, and uh, the players have been unbelievable to deal with and really receptive to coaching, even when it's hard. Uh, so that's been really encouraging too. The toughness part stands out to me. I yep. think, you know, for for the city of for this city i think they like it like it's not even necessarily that a team has to win it's that they yeah. they have to present on the ice they have to represent 100%. well and and be tough the game's kind of changing yeah from that direction for sure what do, what do you think of the direction that the game is kind of taking yeah i think like the queue is taking fighting out right out of the yeah league this year yeah i mean i it's a it's a tough question and it's obviously a popular one um i i, I I can only say what I think. I, I think fighting does have a place in the game. I, I, do we want to see uh, staged fights? Do we want to see teenagers fighting all the time? No, absolutely not. I mean, I got a 16-year-old at home. I don't want to see him fighting all the time. But I think sometimes within the game, it's competitive. And, and if it happens organically, I, I do think there's a place for it. And I think that there's a lot of other reasons why um, it does play a role. So. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, we need to go back to the, the Rock'em Sock'em days that, that I played in and, and that were there before. I think that was probably a little overkill. Um, I like that the game's become a lot more skill-based and based on speed and, and those sort of things. But, but yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, you gotta, there's got to be a level of accountability on the ice, and, and that's important. Uh, you mentioned Quinn Hughes, new team captain for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. You guys have a captain, uh, new captain as well. Yeah. Tell us about Caden. Yeah, I've been I've been extremely impressed with uh, with Caden. I remember our first phone call. The first thing I did when I when I got the job was was call the players and try to get to know them a little bit. And he just things that he said in that conversation stood out to me uh, right away. And then in conversations with Nigel, just trying to get to know his thoughts and everybody, those those really aligned and. He just, from day one, he's kind of stepped up and, and shown that, hey, I'm, I'm the guy for this team right now. Uh, he cares a lot about his teammates. He, he's uh, extremely competitive in everything he does. He wants everything to be win or loss. And 
Um, you know, when we play small area games and we do different things in practice, he's not taking a rep off, and that's what you need. So, uh, and then just in the community, like we had, you know, even we had our billet barbecue the other night, which was awesome to see everybody. And he's just right in there with all the kids. He's just a, he's a he's a real good young man, and uh, proud to have him named the captain. Uh, tell us about your staff. Yeah, no, it's been it's been great. I mean, we obviously we don't have a uh, a massive staff, uh, but we have an unbelievable group of people that we all. Uh, we all work together. We're all on the same page, and um, it's been it's been awesome. So you look at you know Mallory in the office, who's logging long hours and doing so many things behind the scenes to to make this thing run, and and Nigel obviously is a is an extremely hardworking man, and uh, they they kind of uh, kick things off from from that side of things, and then um, as far as the the hockey side, I mean, Taylor's been, been great to deal with and done a really good job of connecting with our players and making sure that they're getting what they need um, on the training side and, and obviously on the equipment side too. So she's been she's been working extremely hard. And then and then uh, there's myself and Jeff on the bench and, and Jeff's been, been great too. Like he's obviously with his hockey resume, he's got a lot of experience that we can draw upon and um, and his skill development is, is unbelievable. Like it's... He's already made a really positive impact on our players, and that alone. And uh, those are things that we want to keep leaning into moving forward. But, but no, it's been it's been great. We have a really good group of people that we're all you know pulling in the same direction. We all have the same goals, and um, you know, right from Nigel on down, uh, it's uh, it's been really fun to be a part of. And I think the biggest thing that I can mention too, though, is that's that's our our, our staff that are that are you know working every day and, and that, but. The billets, the volunteers, or the board. There's so many people behind the scenes that never in, in every league and every sport just don't get enough credit. And that's one thing I love about the Bobcats. Like we do a good job, I feel, of, of acknowledging that. Uh, but but you can't run a team without you know without Vern across the ice in the penalty box, without our billets, you know, without Otis and yep. and, and yourself and everybody that's on the board. Like there's so many people I, I wouldn't have time to name them all. But that's really what makes the organization run on the day-to-day. Uh, it must have been kind of interesting to hear the name Jeff Wojtka. You yep. know, this is the guy that's going to be on the on the bench beside you. It must yep. have been kind of a relief. Like, yeah. like, I don't think you can find a guy that smiles more. Well, I, you know, that was probably the first thing I said. I said, I don't, I don't think this guy's ever had a bad day in his life. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, no, he's the perfect guy because he's he's obviously got a ton of experience and he's and he's got a lot to offer on that side. But... But he is a big positive presence every day, and there's not too much that rattles him. And it's good if I need to be a little harder on the group or harder on a couple players, and 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 do that. Then he's he's real good at kind of coming in the other side, and making sure hey they understand all the key points, and kind of just it, we we play off each other really well, and it's a we've we've made a good connection that way. And uh, but no, it's been it's been great to have him on board, and I you know I remember watching him play and. And, uh, you know, it's no surprise he's become a real good coach, just the way he respected the game when he played and uh, just the hard decisions that he made on the ice as a player. I, I, I'm not surprised at all that he's good at what he does here. It, it's kind of surprising you only have you and Jeff on the bench. Would you like to have another? Yeah, I know. Uh, I know we kind of feeling out or? Uh, no, I think I think that uh, I think over time, uh, Chris Weeb, obviously uh, a Bobcats alumni or a, a Lloyd Minster, I, I believe he played for the uh, Blazers alumni. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's he's got his uh, U13 team in town and then his business. But I think uh, Weber's gonna gonna come around too and, and be a part of it. So we, we had a good chat with him at, 
that evening of champions there and obviously uh, you know he's on our alumni wall and somebody that that bleeds bobcats colors right so i think you, you can never have too many people like that 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 are just so engaged in the organization it's it's a great thing to have so we uh you know we're just we're just excited to to get going and you know we'll, we'll go from there uh, it'll be a different league this year. The yeah. AJHL is changing, so like it's so strange to start against a Southern team. Yeah, but that's sure. the way the league is going. There'll be more games against the South this year. Yeah, uh, they've kind of done away with the divisions almost. So yeah. um, travel in the AJHL, you're going to be traveling a lot. Yeah. Are you used to something like that? Or yeah, when I was in Prince George, we were a lot of travel. That's true. Um, that would was, be a lot of travel. It was probably pretty similar in terms of just being a little bit further out um so a similar dynamic there um i love the bus like i think as a coach like if you don't like the bus at least you're gonna have a tough time i love it i, I like to do a lot of reading and i get a lot of video done and um you know you just get a lot of work done on the bus and then it's always nice to have a little nap too so uh no i don't have a problem with that and and as far as the schedule i mean with the, the interlock i think it's great just to see different teams and i think it's great for the fans and the and the community just to, to have different teams coming through here uh, but i don't i don't have anything to compare it to just because i i hadn't yeah. seen the other way but no i'm excited and uh I think it's it's really cool to see Calgary and Drum right off the bat here. So uh, Friday night, you guys have your season opener, and uh, both nights, uh, they have, you guys have a kids zone set up. So yep. I want to make sure people know that they can head out four thirty. That starts at the uh, Civic Center. Both nights, bouncy houses, face painting, uh, live music, all kinds of fun stuff that the Bobcats have got uh, going on each and every year. They they kind of do this each year where they. Uh, they present and kind of kick off the year what kind of expectations do you have on the ice this year um coming into to an ajhl where yeah. you might not know you know hey we're not supposed to beat spruce grove yeah. sort of thing you know like, yeah I, we always have a have trouble with grand prairie sort of thing like what kind of expectations yeah, do you have? i have high expectations uh, but we also have to be you know we have to be realistic it's going to take time um, that's one thing with our group. We we have a really good group of kids, but there's a lot of turnover, and we got a lot of players that are new to this and new to the league. So it's gonna it's gonna take time. But you know what I can say is we're gonna get better every day. And it's it's a you know it's that old cliche. It's a marathon, not a sprint. I mean, there's a lot of teams that come firing out of the gates and then fall off later in the season. We're building this, and we built this right from day one to be a team that can can withstand the pressure in the playoffs and down the stretch. So. You know, there's going to be moments, I'm sure, where you know, hey, we're gonna we're gonna take our lumps, but we are gonna get better. Uh, we've got a great group of players here with a ton of potential, um, and they and you've already seen that improvement in in my eyes and uh, just day to day in practice and that sort of thing. So as far as expectations, I mean, you want to win every night. That's that's the the mindset that we have, and you want to get better every day. But you know, the competitor in all of us and. Um, you know, my wife can attest to this. Like, I, I don't like to lose. It, it hurts. It bothers me deeply. Um, you know, I I, uh, I hate losing more than I like winning, and that's something that that drives me. And and our job is just to to you know make sure the kids understand that. But like I said, they've been they've been unbelievable. They're they're hardworking group. There's a lot of character in there, and I'm excited to see what what we can accomplish this year. And and we want to surprise a lot of people. And uh, I believe our guys can do that. What is the turnover this year? How many returning? 
from the Bobcats, it's tough to say. I want to say there's four or five coming back from last year, and then there's you know some players from the BC Hockey League and and some new recruits that have come in too. So it's been it's been a good opportunity to kind of get everybody on the same page and and have everybody you know get a feel for it. And our first road trip to Fort Mac uh, was was a good test, and I thought the guys responded really well. So we're you know again, it's uh, it's exciting, it's fun, and uh, really proud of the way the guys have committed and and it's our job to just make sure that that commitment keeps shining through every day uh correct me if i'm wrong but you don't have a returning goaltender uh that's correct yeah that that's okay so tell us about your goaltending yeah no for sure we have uh jack solomon stepped up big in, in fort mcmurray he's a hell of a goalie as a as an 05 coming in he's a great recruit that that the staff picked up last year um, so really excited about him. And then right now with Maddie leaving to go to, to D1, uh, we have Caden Hamming here who was in the BCHL last year too. So, um, yeah, we're, we're just, uh, for them, it's whoever's playing well is going to go. Um, and obviously we're, we're super lucky. And I didn't mention Shelly before, but really lucky to have Sheldon Gertzen on the staff too as our goalie coach. He, he brings a lot to the table just as far as his ability to, to work with these guys and, um, obviously, Hockey Canada has acknowledged him and put him in, in their uh, in their national program as a coach too. So it's it's not surprising when you get to sit down and chat with Shelley. Just you know, just how smart he is regarding the position and, and how detailed he is within that. That's got to be the hardest position to coach. Yeah, like, like for like especially for a head coach. Yeah, I mean. I, I'm uh, I'm pretty simple with the goalies. I try to let them do their thing, and and for me, it's just hey, stop the puck. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't try to. I think there's just so many intricacies within that position that I'm really glad we have a great goalie coach because I I just don't I don't have the knowledge. Um, I, I just really don't. And I think there's a lot of coaches that maybe some wouldn't admit that, but that's just the way it is for me. Um, so I just try to try to support the guys and manage the workload and and assess those sorts of things. But I leave the the details to Shelley for sure. In your hockey career, Brad, who has been somebody that stands out to you as a as a huge influence on on you, whether it's coaching or on the ice? Yeah, there's so many people. Um, you know, I I couldn't even begin to like. There's I think anytime you you have success in anything you do, there's so many people along the way. Um, you know, I look at Mike Hawes, who gave me that first opportunity at 22 years old. You know, Rick Harkins, who gave me an opportunity at 23 years old to to get into coaching as a head coach um, give me that experience and Brad Bowen and Billy Wilms at Yale Tim Preston like these are all people that really really helped me and and obviously the Chiefs organization gave me a huge opportunity to be a part of that program too so there's so many people um, along the way that you know have been been so good to me and and I'm very grateful for all that support and I, I always hate to you know not mention anybody but it, there's there really is there's so many people that have that have helped along the way and, and then you get into your friends and family and obviously um you know doing what i do for a living just having that you know my wife and my two boys like that's by far like if you don't have that support you can't do this job um you know and i know that natasha's like she's she's fully supported me in this venture and it's been tough but hey we're in it together and, and she's just a big a part of this as anybody so uh, family's definitely number one there for team goals are one thing personal goals are another uh what, what are your personal goals yeah i mean i i try not to look too far ahead i i, I you know I'll, i want to be a coach at, at as high a level as i can be at 
but I also think it's important to not rush into that. I mean, I, I think that. But you're pretty young. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and and you want to do things right. Um, I don't like to take any shortcuts, and I think when you do, you you run into problems. So the biggest thing for me is just focus on the present, where I am right now, do the best job I can do, and and do right by the players and the organization. Um, and the and the chips will fall where they may. But but for right now, my my honest answer is I, I'm super excited to to be here in Lloydminster long term, and I want to make this thing make this thing uh you know as successful as it can be on the ice and. That's my number one goal. So I appreciate you asking, but I just, um, I'm just the type of person. I'm just, I'm worried about uh, today, and and then I'm, I'm Friday's home opener, and that's that's kind of just where I keep my scope of things, and I find that helps me just process things on the day to day. Do you still follow the NHL? Are you, yeah. You still like to? You're one of those guys that, yeah, like a highlight guy, and yeah, like I, I know you can't catch a lot of games for sure. Yeah, but well, I. Uh, talk about the support from my wife like our pvr there's not much room for for uh vanderpump and and housewives because i got all the <laughs> i got all the nhl games taking up the the recording so I, I i record literally every game i can and then i just i like to just watch it and i don't i'm not i'm not as big a fan as i used to be just because you know i, I don't know what it gets just because it's I, hard to be a fan yeah, of the canucks well that yeah that's <laughs> a good point yeah um but uh I just like watching different things and, and it's important the game changes all the time and it's constantly evolving and and the best way to see that is at the nhl level so i think as a coach you have to watch and you have to stay current with with how the game's going and and just different things different power play penalty kill adjustments different four checks face-offs there's always something you can take out of it um so that would be a big thing for me for sure yeah you're right the game like even last year's stanley cup i think yeah. vegas changed the game yeah like yeah, yeah. so um, you gotta. I said at the beginning with the hats off auction coming up, I'd ask you for your Stanley Cup champion. So yeah, who who are you picking this year? You know what? I uh, it's a tough one. I I I hate to say this, but I I do have a feeling about the Oilers. I'm not a huge Oilers fan, um, just being a Canucks guy. But that said, I think I'll I'll probably jump on the bandwagon a little bit now that I'm out here. It seems like it's oil country out here. You hear a lot about them. Yeah, there's yeah. not as many Flames fans as there are Oilers fans, so I'll probably. But I, I could see the Oilers being in the mix there, um, and then, uh, you know, I I could see Vegas coming back and doing it again. I know with the cap and that they have a lot of guys coming back, um, and they just Bruce Cassidy I think is one of the best coaches on the planet, and he's uh, you know. I think he's a love it or hate it guy. Uh, some players love him, some don't. He's very demanding, but he's proven that he can get the job done. Um, and then on the East, I think uh, Carolina. I just, I always, with Rod Brendamore there and just some of the skill and the talent and the depth they have, I think they could be a, be a champ too. But I, I think the Oilers. Isn't that weird? Like Bruce Cassidy leaves Vegas, and then Boston has the best year in the history of the NHL. Yeah. And Cassidy, everybody's going, well, he's kind of like, looked at one point like yeah. Vegas might not even make the playoffs. For sure. And he yeah. becomes a Stanley Cup champion. What yeah. a, like, I th I can't remember who said it the other day when Aaron Rodgers got hurt, but sport is the greatest live theater. Yeah. It really is. It really is. Unpredictable. Yeah. Anything yeah. can happen. Yeah. So we wish you, is there anything else that you want people to know about you, Brad, that I haven't uh, maybe asked? No, I think it's been great. Just, just that I'm super excited to be here, and it's important to me and and uh, and my family to to just I want to be a part of this and invest in the community and and do everything I can just to show people how much the support means. I mean, you look at our first uh, 
the meet and greet there that, that I met you at, Kurt, and, and just the people that came there and our, our first meet and greet barbecue with the players and the, the evening of champions and our billet barbecue, like the support is just unbelievable. Um, so just, just want to make sure everybody knows how much we appreciate it on our end. Thanks, Brad. Really appreciate you being here. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's Brad Riella, your new head coach of the Lloydminster Bobcats. We'll be back again tomorrow. We're talking hockey again. We're talking about the NHL uh, hats auction that the uh, Vic Juba Theatre Foundation is putting on. So we look forward to that tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. here at the new Lloydminster Nissan because uh, we've got a meal to deliver around noon to Ken and Colleen Layton. So we'll see you tomorrow morning.